Uh, just so everyone knows, there will be spoilers for this episode of uh, The Boys. We record again. But now it's saved it as two different things, huh? Yeah, I guess. God damn it. I don't know. Well, welcome back to Twin Shadows Podcast, episode 27. We're, they don't have a lot to talk, to talk about, but we got a lot to talk about. Oh, yeah, as we always do. Uh, I'm a little under the weather. That's got why me I a little cold, so if I sound cooler than normal, you know why. And also, Margarita's dead. She contracted the plague first. She, she did. was the first to go. They said, we need the brown people to die. <laughs> Burn him. Hey, I, Jesus. That's what Trump said. But I said, no, Trump. Yeah, that bastard Trump. We would never say anything like that. No. We want AI Jesus. President. AI Jesus. 2020. <laughs> uh, so how are you feeling today, buddy? That's all right. We, just had, we met with an editor yeah, today, which was very exciting. This is our, you know, we weren't on set today because we were having a big day meeting our first editor uh, to choose from. Yeah, it was pretty cool. His name is Sean. Um, we met with them at a Thai restaurant where we all had some delicious Thai food. And yeah, I mean, he was, he was really nice, personable, very nice guy, very knowledgeable. Uh, I liked him a lot. So, I mean, we'll see, right? <laughs> well, anyways. I was the only one talking important anyway. Yeah, you like normal. So what do you think, mister? Did you have a good time with the editor guy? Yeah, it was really interesting. Uh, kind of not sure what to where to go, you know, like what to ask, how to present myself with the editor. Um, so I didn't really feel too prepared, but I think uh, it went pretty lo- pretty well. You know, we just acted casual, acted friendly, and then got to talk and shop and pleasure. Yeah, it know? was great. It was great. And got to learn a little bit about the guy, his personal life, really interesting. Yeah. Um, Were there any key things you you wanted to talk about during this discussion? Uh, mostly want to discuss timeline, um, what they wanted of us. And that was really about it because I think that was like the two most important things on my head was what they wanted. Cause it's like, I don't know what they want. I'll give them a fucking, I'll give them my kidney if he'll get the movie done. Mine was uh, getting our point across that, you know, we want an editor to be the type of editor we want, which is a very collaborative editor to work alongside yeah. us as, as opposed to maybe telling them how to cut everything. One thing I will say, I was very impressed by his preparedness. Yeah. He was very prepared. He knew the characters' names. He read the oh, synopsis yeah. over a few times. Yeah. He seemed really excited well, to be working on, on the project. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it was cool to to find out about that. Um, and then also inquiring about price and negotiating what that would be. Yeah, that know? was a, that's a weird one. That's a weird thing to me. That's always a dirty topic. Yeah, it's like, you want money, cocksucker? I don't get paid for this. <laughs> I don't get paid. Why do you gotta get paid? Yeah, that's messed up. I mean, everyone gets to get paid, but I mean, it'd be way better if people worked for us for free. <laughs> and I do suggest that if anyone works for us, they should always do it for free. Oh, so I'm drinking a Stella Artois. What are you drinking, Mr. Steven? Well, since I'm not feeling too well, I'm having a Gatorade. Nice, Gatorade. Nice, gets your throat nice and phlegmy. Get that good yeah, sounding voice. I think my back gave out. Oh, shit. Hey. You're sitting in a chair that's especially designed to make your back feel better. Oh, I thought it was meant to make it give out sooner. Um, so some quick movie news this week. Uh, I was going to say something about, oh, uh, the trailer for The Lighthouse came out. Mm. Roger Eggers, is that his name? Is that Robert Eggers? I have no idea. I think that's his name. Um, he, the guy that made The Witch. Yeah. His new movie, his trailer dropped this week. Did you see it, buddy? 
No, I didn't. Uh, I really appreciated the witch. I'm very excited to see what he's going to do because he seems like a true artist or maybe pretentious to the max kind of artist. Oh, right. Uh, but My I respect favorite. it. And I'm curious to see how this is going to be. I think this will like solidify him as a great director. Yeah, I mean, I think the witch alone almost kind of does it. Uh, but man, I'm full ready for this shit, dude. I I did watch the trailer. Uh, for you viewers at home, it looks really great. Uh, Are there Def- any unique characteristics to this? Will Willem Dafoe uh, just looks fantastic. Robert Pattinson looks pretty dumb, but does he look like Batman? No, he lo- oh. looks like dumb guy, man. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, back to what I was saying. But seriously, uh. I think one of the cool things about the trailer was it's in black and white and the film's in black and white, which I was not expecting. And there's not really a lot, but I think that's going to add to the horror elements, the black and white, the darkness, the it shadows. It seems very fitting to be at a lighthouse. Yes. It seems like a, a fitting setting for black and white. Yeah, it's perfect. It fits in with the story as well. And then the trailer does hit at some... Lovecraftian kind of things, maybe hinting at it a little bit there, huh? Maybe, the, maybe, or maybe not. I want to spoil the trailer. People are going trying to go in completely blind, but tentacles, but let me tell you, ten- what tentacles are present in the oh, trailer. Yeah. yeah, take that out, you will. Sounds great. And then another big trailer dropped this week: The Irishman, oh, Martin yeah, Scorsese's the teaser, newest the film. That, yeah, what do you think about that? Uh, I did see that. I bet I've been excited ever since I heard about it because uh, Al Pacino's in it and Robert De Niro, yeah, Joe you know, Pesci and Joe Pesci. So you know Ray Romano. Well, well, I'm just saying like of great, you know, having Joe Pesci and Robert De Niro, and then always the rivalry of like Robert De Niro versus Al Pacino. You know, yeah, and they were never really in too many movies. Yeah, you know what I did notice? Um, Ray, whatever, is not going to be in it. Ray Liotta. Oh yeah, right. It's like he a, wanted too much money. I feel. Too much money. That, no, I'm that kidding, guy, I'm I have no idea. That guy can't act his way out of a paper bag. I mean, good lord. I mean, I well, you guys all know if you're fans of this podcast that I do not like Ray Liotta. You don't like Ray? Why don't you like Ray? I like Ray Liotta. What's wrong with Ray Liotta? I don't like Ray Liotta. I don't think he's a good actor. I don't think he's good. I think he's ugly, and I don't like him. Sorry, Ray Liotta. <laughs> <laughs> Ray Liotta. Wow. Yeah. Even when you say you're sorry, huh? Yeah. Poor Ray Liotta. Yeah, fuck you guys. There's a single tear coming from his eye. He knows not why. I mean, I feel bad saying it, but really, I, he's really off-putting for me. I can't watch him. I don't you like You feel bad saying it? Why do you have a slight erection? <laughs> <laughs> well, why are you looking? I get all He's the, like, oh, no, I do. I may not even be able to feel below <laughs> my waist right now. I'm full wheelchair. Oh, why is that, buddy? Um, Man, there may have been something in my beer. It was not completely... It <laughs> my was, drink might have been spiked with... Pizza. Oh, and we're back. I mean, you might not even know we left. <laughs> Do you think people will tell if we're more high or not? I don't know. Will, I, will there be a noticeable difference to people? I think people will know what they'll know, man. I mean, they can't they're ask too much. They're going to know what they're going to know, man. Yeah, so I think uh, we were going to talk. There was one more There was one more little, one more little thing we were going to talk about. Oh, yeah. What's that one little thing there, buddy? We were going to talk about. Christopher Nolan. Oh, Christopher Nolan. His $225 million new movie? $225 million. And that is called The Tenant? Tenant or The Tenant. It's one of Or is sure. it Tenant? Well, there's only... How many ends does Tenant have? Like a... I don't know. I don't know either. But, well, yeah. $225 for that. 
Yeah, Chris, uh, the studios will pretty much give that guy whatever money he asks for. Yeah, it's a kind of a beautiful thing. I love his movies. Oh, yeah? What's your favorite Nolan movie? Uh, Interstellar, probably. Really? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I, th I thought you might have said Memento. Oh, Memento, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or what about The Prestige? Quinn? No. Dark Knight, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. What about Dunkirk? Oh, yeah. No. Dun no, dude. Dunkirk is... Dunkirk is great. And don't get me wrong, it's... I thought I'd think it's great, but... It's not better, like... It's not better than Memento. There's not enough story in Dunkirk to win you over there? There's, yeah, it was just missing a little something. So you excited about watching it? Do you know anything about the movie? No. Okay. Do you want to know anything about the movie? Yeah. Hell yeah. But you don't, you're going to like <laughs> read up on it and everything? Probably, yeah, for sure. So how excited about it are you? Eh, it's okay. Yeah, okay. Well, this is a great conversation. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you, you're Kingsman. welcome, mister. I, I am attempting to download my brain <laughs> into your butt. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so. Um, it's a, it's a really good thing. And, you know, we watched our newest uh, one top 100 Criterion movies. Yeah, what movie was that, good buddy? I think it's number 92. Uh, yeah, I think it is number 92, actually. Rushmore by Wes Anderson. And how did you feel about his sophomore picture? I think it's a great movie. I think it is very uplifting. I think it is very positive. Well, what did you say? It was very cute. cute. Yeah, cute. That was the adjective I'm looking for, good sir. Yeah, the movie is incredibly cute. Everything, which is like really weird to say. Maybe it sounds derogatory, but I mean it in the best possible way. Yeah, we don't mean it in any insulting way. Like where cute would be a compliment. Yeah, it's a, the movie's adorable. The performances are adorable. Even Bill Murray is adorable. It's like, you made Bill Murray adorable? That's a feat unto itself. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think there's not, I mean, the perform. What do you oh, that's what I was going to ask. Could you give us a synopsis of the story? Yeah, the movie's about this playwright, kind of jack-of-all-trades uh, kid that can't pass his classes because he's too busy into extracurricular activities. And so uh, that leads him to be almost put on an expulsionary. Actually, he is expelled. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he reads a quote in a book in, while going through the library. And uh, um, it has a, a quote from a person, and they check, see who checked it out. And it's the first grade teacher on Ms. the campus. Miss Cross. Miss Cross, who our protagonist quickly falls in love with instantly. And what is this actress's name? Vanessa Williams. <laughs> Wait, is that it? <laughs> the black uh, female actress that sings also and is a model? Oh, is that not? Who is it? Who, Isn't it like Olivia? Olivia Williams, yes. <laughs> yes. Olivia Williams. And Williams. Uh, Jason Schwartzman, right? Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray. Bill Murray. And it's just like, and then, you know, like, of course, he's a 15-year-old boy and she's a grown woman. And she can't fall in love with him, but she, they kind of do fall in love, which is really weird. Yeah, she totally wanted to, you know, touch his wiener. I think, I wonder if, if that's the impression that, like, Margarita would have got. Right? Yeah, like that, she's a total freak, man. <laughs> no, the opposite of that. What, like, she didn't want to? Yeah. No, I don't think, I think she knew better. But, like, maybe deep down, she, did she, eventually, she had a couple she dreams She did eventually him. let him kiss her. Oh, spoilers, by the way, for the movie. 
But this movie is quite old, so. Yeah. Too it's bad. 20 years old. Is it that old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is that old. But man. <laughs> Holy. Holy crap. That scared What me. the fuck? Was that the dogs? <laughs> yes, I think. Or was someone kicking the door? I don't know. We're going to die. I love you guys. I'm so freaked out right now. I've never seen that happen. I think we're okay. No checks, David. That's what all the minorities do. <laughs> then, then don't do it, buddy. <gasps> oh my god, I'm so scared. Oh my god, Steven's investigating the haunting in the house. We were literally, we literally just experienced a haunting. We literally just experienced a haunting, ladies and gentlemen. The no ghost, no joke ghost. No joke ghost. Holy crap. Yeah, ghost kicked the door. I saw it fly right by me. Or was it just the dogs hitting the door? Wow, you guys you guys heard it here first. You heard it live on air. The live. first live <laughs> sighting of a, of a ghost. ghost recorded. We got him, boys. <laughs> I mean, it's not like we made that noise on our own. We fucking did it. It's scary. <laughs> I forgot. It's Steve, it entered Steve and he's coughing. I'm dying, buddy. The ghost, he got me by the lungs. <laughs> the ghost is in you. He gave me the black lung. Oh, what? What's wrong with black lungs? I mean, you know, I like all the lungs of the color. <laughs> uh, but, you know, yeah, I have my preferences. Yeah, so Rushmore, what do you feel about the performances? I mean, they're Wes Anderson, all his deliveries are very Wes Anderson-y, right? But I will say it was pretty impressive. Like, he's always able to draw a lot out of Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. And I think he was able to draw a lot of, out of Bill Murray in this one and kind of stood out. But I think overall, a lot of the performances were a little bit more natural than his other movies. Yes. Because his style isn't completely defined like it is now. Yeah, absolutely. So the character still kind of held maybe like a more standard direction for delivery. And it kind of gave it a different element. Yeah. So I think it allowed the the actors to shine a little more, actually. Oh, absolutely. I think everyone was fantastic in this movie, even down to the side character kids, the bully, like all yeah, these Yeah, even guys. the side characters had like a little decent something, right? Yeah, everyone had a little bit something cool to do and, and, and had like great performances all around. Who was your favorite side character? Uh, definitely probably his little friend. Oh, who is his little friend? Uh, God, what's that guy's name? Oh, Dirk? Dirk, yeah. I thought you were going to say Yang, Marguerite Yang. Oh, Marguerite Yang. Oh, I forgot. Yeah, Mar- yes. <laughs> She's my favorite side character. She's so beautiful. She's so cute. Uh-oh. Hashtag me too. I love that movie. Hashtag me too. If I was alive back then, I would have married you. <laughs> you were alive back then. I know. I was only 10. <laughs> if anything can show anything, this movie can show... Lo- young love. Yeah, oh, I'm right. Bill Murray was much older than Olivia. Oh, yeah, I'm coming, baby. I'm coming, Baba. I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you. I'm right behind you. Smell your hair, baby. Oh, God, I can smell your hair. <laughs> your hair smells like dog shit. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, one thing I did really want to ask you the is the cinematography. Fantastic. <laughs> Yes, and very distinct cinematography, right? Oh, uh, yeah. It makes me curious, like, how much, like, does Wes Anderson, because he works with a lot of the same people, is yeah. it he's had the same DP throughout his entire career? 
Yeah, probably. Or is it that he's really heavily behind the camera, so he knows how to frame the shots he likes? Yep. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but I got to say, it is, like, pretty um, impressive. I mean, they're really nice compositions and interesting shots, right? Like, yes. they're very unique. You don't really see it in any other movie. Yeah, and, and, the, and the thing about his editing is once those shots get a little boring, he just jump cuts while continuing the same line of thought. Yeah. Yeah, like, the editing's really strong, right? He really uses that to his advantage to create just a more, like, upbeat rhythm to the pacing of everything yeah. to keep it just a little more exciting and never lag. And whenever... Because, you know, the comedy and the melodrama, it just can be a little bit monotone in its yes. expression. So then having those jump cuts allows it to be a little more snappy. It's not monotone, it's cute. <laughs> oh yeah, it's cute. It's a Wes Anderson movie. It's yeah. cute. It's cute. Anything that I would think is the opposite of what Wes Anderson would do. You are definitely not the Wes Anderson writer. So let me ask you then, what did you feel about the story since you said it's so not you? Uh, to me, it's just like, it's like a hyper-realistic fairy tale where things are played kind of real, but everything is really fake. There's like an uncanny valley. Oh to, yeah, that's to, a perfect to, description. To how right, yeah. Everyone thinks there's like there's just something a little bit off, like that lets you know that this is like this is not played be played straight up at all. This is a fantasy to some yeah. extent, huh? Well, now that's just depressing. You goddamn nihilist. Yeah, dude, that's the truth. I don't know what else to say. <laughs> um, but seriously, I mean, it's just like this is it's really really interesting. Um, like the way the story's presented is like it's just like and this very rapidly told. It doesn't. Yeah. The it feels longer than it is, and I think that's yes, because does. of how fast the story goes. Yeah, there's so much information to absorb, right? Like, yeah. you got to be on it every beat because you're missing some bit of information. Either yeah. it's a big one or a little piece, but it's always something more to the bigger public. And there's so much attention to detail stuff. Damn, we're just kissing Wes Anderson's ass here, man. I mean, he deserves it rightfully so for this <laughs> film alone. Uh, I haven't. We haven't seen too many of the other ones. I think there are some others on the list, so we'll definitely be reviewing those for you. We'll I know Royal Tenenbaums. Oh, that's on the list. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm glad that movie's getting some respect. Yeah. So we'll definitely be seeing some more Wes Anderson and bringing it back to you guys. But to be, go back to Rushmore, um, I like the the storytelling is just great. The editing is great. Um, the pacing, all that stuff is really well done. The directing is phenomenal. Cinematography, yeah. great. I mean, the only real problem I guess I could have with the movie, I don't, I don't know. Like, Jason Swartman's is a little too weird, where it's almost... But I don't know if it could be done by anyone else, because, like, his character is really not likable. Right, at all. yeah. So if anyone else plays it, they're not going to have enough charisma. Because, like you said, his character is endearing. You fell in love with his character. Yeah. Because you saw a deeper element to him. Yeah. And I think it needed someone like Jason Schwartzman who can pull off being an asshole super easy, right? But then he also has an ability to come off as like that overly cute and delicate, like, oh, I can't hate this guy kind of. Yeah, but man, impression. he's such a it's he's such a fucking weirdo. <laughs> it's a Wes Anderson movie. It is weird. I know, but good lord. Um, but I just I just loved there's a I mean that also there's like one nitpicky thing. Yeah, what's when that? he was revealing what the husband had done. To the wife and then it just had sirens blaring instead of you being able to hear oh yeah because jason schwartzman tells bill murray's uh wife in it that he's having an affair with um the teacher miss cross yeah 
And instead of him revealing it, we go to sirens blazing. Now, they did have a theme of that going over. Like, the first time it happens, it's in the um, play with the train for the Serpico play. Yeah. And then you hear the train, like, cross it over. Then you hear sirens. And I think they do it again for helicopters. So it is, like, this running gag within it. Oh, interesting. Okay. But it's still, like, okay. And? Yeah. Oh, because it's kind of like the... the, So there's... He's a playwright. Yeah. And the movie's kind of... Well, unfolding like a play. Um, I mean, I definitely think you could argue that because don't they pull back the curtains quite a bit? Yeah, they they're always pulling back the curtains. So it definitely suggests like on stage, and also the line is always kind of approached like you're on a stage. You yeah, know? it's kind of sure. operated from that angle. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's a. I think it's a good movie. What would you say was one of the strongest technical elements? Like for me, what really stood out was editing. Uh, editing, well, that between that's hot. That's hot. Like I would say, that's probably <laughs> the strongest element that stood out for me. Um, I don't know, but shot composition, cinematography, really, cinematography, dude, you're a fucking hipster, bro. You just went over, man. I hey, the shots. You just went over, man. There were some very nice shots in this, um, that I just yeah. absolutely loved. Like that I can still see high as hell with my eyes closed, <laughs> which is great. What did you think? I did want to get your opinion on this because you know. Tarantino does this a lot with his movies, and apparently Wes Anderson. I didn't see no feet, I swear. <laughs> I did not look at her feet, officer. <laughs> um, but yeah. having, like, where they take outside music from the real world and apply it to their movies. Oh, yeah. And yes. this, mo- this mo- movie, I think it had an amazing soundtrack. It's, like, the it, best soundtrack ever. It was an amazing soundtrack. So many good songs um, that you haven't even heard before. Yeah. Like, so many from bands you know that you just haven't heard this so song many before. Amp songs, very, very. The shot selection, the sound selection, goes perfectly with what's going on in the story. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, how do you feel about that? Which I think was really strong and powerful and helped with the overall movie. Versus having like an actual score composed for your movie. What do you think is better? What would you rather have? I think, it, um, it depends. I think for like if you wanted like a war movie. I think you'd want to score composed. You don't want to be like a war movie that's going to be like, be like bad to the bone. <gasps> bone nah, 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 nah. What is it good for? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, dude, that sounds awful. <laughs> Give it to me there. That sounds awful. <laughs> I'm so sorry, audience. That's <laughs> awful. But what do you, so what do you, what would you rather go for them? Like, what would you rather have? Like picking your own song. Did you forget what I asked? <laughs> you son of a bitch. No, I'm back. I got it. <laughs> Damn, you were just looking at that. You were just looking at me like I was a pizza. Like, Shit, man. I go. You need to take a break. I go eat you, daddy. <laughs> no, dude. No. Um. Seriously, where was I? You were talking about how a war movie can't just have like random songs. It yeah. Needs a yeah. Score. Yeah. There's some songs. There's some movies that need that. It's better to have sco- uh, songs, and it better have a score. But okay, let let's say I do prefer songs because when a perfect when a perfect song comes in, damn, it's just so cool. Especially if it's like one from a band you know or a song you know, and it's like damn. So that can resonate a little sooner. Yeah. But what if you just hear like an amazing score that's so beautiful, like fucking First Man, like the rocket just blasts off in the space and you just hear like the oh, chorus dude, and you're don't like, get me wrong. Yeah, first man. First I mean, scores are great. Don't get me wrong. There's some amazing things. Like, I always think about Forrest Gump. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what this song? <laughs> okay, there you go. Okay, yeah. Yeah, dude. That's a great song. Oh, it is a great song. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. So you would prefer prefer that. That's interesting. I think I would definitely go score. Like, let's say we had a neutral movie. It could go either way with soundtrack. I think I would like score more. Wait, can't we do both, though? Can we no, live? there is no middle ground. Isn't there a world where we You can... must pick a side. Isn't there a world where we could go both? That sounds good to me. There is no both. There is one or the other. And you must hate the other. Man, that sounds, that sounds pretty autocratic, master. That, pre- that sounds pretty fun, doesn't it? Yeah, hate them all. Kill them all. Burn the people. I don't know. Um, one thing I would say about Rushmore, it is interesting seeing this movie now, um, or seeing this movie because it is one of his earlier works. And, you know, I've seen pretty much every Wes Anderson movie from Life Aquatica and on. Actually, that's not true. I haven't seen Moonrise Kingdom or Isle of Dogs. So that's 32. <laughs> but just to yeah. see how his style, or maybe not his style, but how his voice has become so defined that it's very iconic. And to see Rushmore where it was a little Wes Anderson light, right? Yeah. Like his Wes Anderson style isn't perfected here. It's still like him being his own person plus kind of going with the normal formula of storytelling and the pacing, the cinematography, all of those elements. Yeah, it sounds great. Okay. <laughs> what? You want me to say? I concur, master. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, you know, that goes to even further upon expound upon like uh cinematography how you were talking about how great it is and everything like it was, what did you think about all of the moving shots because there's like tons of movement even like if it was a still shot it was still framed in a very dynamic way right like, yeah no shot was ever just whatever it was always just a series of very well done shots that maybe don't necessarily go best together but they're still really good shots. So, yeah. like, how did you feel about the camera? Movement? I think he uses a lot of the movement for editing purposes. And I think that's it's really interesting because the stories are literally the camera's always moving along with the story. So kind of pushing the story along visually, yeah. huh? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like the camera's always moving along with the story in the movie, like, and especially because he's whenever he cuts, he's always the camera's always moving when he goes into a cut. Now, how do you feel about it? Because like, it does feel a little exhausting. All of his camera work, yeah. Sometimes, so much, it, sometimes it does. It's yes. so much to absorb, right? There's always yeah. like just tons of data, regardless. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that you can't you can't deny is how detailed and filled these worlds are. Yeah, and I mean, you know, we were just discovering it's a Wes Anderson movie, so it's surprising. Uh, yeah. We were discovering all of these multiple layers of depth and subtlety to the story itself. Yeah, absolutely. Now, as you can tell, me and Tom maybe maybe you can't tell it, Tom because he's been in love with this movie, but we're not the biggest Wes Anderson fans. I hate Wes Anderson. <laughs> More than I hate Enrico Montoya. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. It's a little too stylized. Uh, it's hipster. And yeah. And that's how I feel. It's like hipster in the worst way. Now, Wes Anderson, he's not a hipster. He was doing his specific hipster style way before it was a style. Yeah. So at least he's the OG hipster. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, his movies just tend to be too much, right? And maybe too uh, cute. Maybe no, that's a part may- of it, too. I don't know. I would always say just like you have to really, really be cool with like it's like a very everything in his worlds are very like balanced. Yes. It's really I'm trying to not to say just say very gray and boring, but like everything is very monotone. (laughs) 
there even when th- things get upset, the people are upset. It's playing like a cool, happy song or something. Like there's always something offsetting sad yeah. the sadness to make things happy. Well, I would say something really weird about his newer movies too is they all have like a glossy feel to them, right? They all yeah. feel a little, little artificial, a little laminated, right? They don't feel like raw whereas this movie still felt very like a raw filmmaker oh yeah so i think that stood out you know i mean yeah it has a it's a movie about a 15 year old that falls in love with an older lady and did you who think, then falls in love with bill murray do you think she wanted to to bang him yeah do you think she was a victim because like no. i think if you watch that movie you could argue that maybe she was a victim of everyone or you could argue she that even she makes, eggs it on to an extent she she even admits to it when she says I think I've I'll let this go on too long or I allowed him to get too close. And she, it was like, well, you allowed him to get a little close. Like that impl- yeah. that's what that well, but I mean, me. what is she supposed to be like closed off completely? Like, that's not fair. Yeah, dude, because Cause he, look at him, he, right? Look, He's totally going to want to jump your bones. Yeah. And then they're like feeding him alcohol and things like this, like <laughs> and cigarettes and wine and champagne. Yeah. How did you feel about that? Like the grown up approach to these young characters? I thought it was really awkward, actually. Did it, I felt like it kind of added a lot of charm. Yeah, no, it's it's awkward because it just looks so weird. These, yeah, because they're little, these right? These kids are, are behaving like adults in a lot of sensical ways. And the adults are always behaving a lot like children. Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah, it's like the older you get, the more childlike you become. Yeah, right? like the Bill, all Bill Murray wanted to do was play and like be free and fun or whatever. And, and all Brian Cox wanted, who's probably the oldest character, is like... Just his own way, like, nah, leave me alone. I just want to watch cartoons. Yeah, literally. <laughs> I don't like you, Max Fisher. I mean, maybe I'm just thinking about it too much just because of how I felt about Bill Murray's character. Well, but, no, he definitely wanted to... I think he just wanted something more. He definitely plays plays children more mature than anything else. Wes Anderson in this? Yeah. yeah. Kids play... His, 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 his kid characters are very mature. Yes. And it's, a lot of respect towards them. I mean, they're like nine years old talking about finger banging and things like that. And it's like, huh. yeah. And I was like, dude, did you even know what that was at that age? It was like, I know no, I did. Dude. Like, I, I mean, maybe South Park was singing about it, but I think I was too, I was too old or too young. Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Like, it was like, oh, fuck, I didn't. I don't I mean, think South Park existed when I was nine. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know about finger banging. <laughs> and I guess that's a real shame for all you ladies I would have finger banged when I was nine. That makes no sense. Yeah, that's kind of a really weird thing to say right there, buddy. It's not that weird. I mean, it's kind of in line with the story. That's true. That's true. That's very true. Well, I'm glad you're not a young 15 Max Fisher there. Me too. So what would you rate this movie? I'm going to give this movie an 8 out of 10. Yeah. And so did this change your opinion on Wes Anderson? No. Fuck you, Wes (laughs) Anderson. You suck dick. Now, Wes Anderson's not that bad. I mean, I do like him, and I certainly respect him, and I'm very happy that he's out there, um, even if it's not my style. Oh, me too. I'm being completely... I'm joking, obviously. Yeah, I'm joking, too. Well, to an extent, I mean, I kind of roll my eyes a lot with Wes Anderson. Yeah. I do. I'm not going to be a big fan of his movies, but I will say Rushmore is very good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'll ever watch Rushmore ever again after this, um, or really any of his movies, except for maybe the Grand Budapest, but... I do respect him a lot, and it's nice to know that he's out there. I would probably also say, like, I don't know, maybe like 8.5 out of 10, honestly. Maybe, yeah, okay. 8.5 out of 10 sounds reasonable. I'll do that. I like decimals. And it kind of made me respect Wes Anderson a lot more and kind of reminded me of why I liked him 
why um, he was allowed to get so big and get so powerful yeah, in his own movies. Yeah. And especially knowing that he was around before this whole hipster movement, you know, because he's kind of like an icon of that movement, right? Yeah. And just to see him like being him, this is just him. Yeah. This is just who he was making films like this before that shit. Absolutely. So it's kind of just cool to see him, see him in a more authentic light. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's it's a great movie, great all around. Everything's great about it. What's your rating? Uh, 8.5. 8.5, yes, all sir. All right. And uh, let's hit, we'll go to the phones now. If you'd like to call right. us, call all us. Right. At, uh, do we have anyone uh, on the phone there? At star six, seven. <laughs> all right. Bring, bring. Hello? Hello, is this uh, Trish Anders Parkers? Yes. Uh, hi, I have a problem. What's your problem? Well, what can I tell you about? What do you want to tell me about? I want to tell you about a dirty problem. A, what kind of dirty problem? Uh, my penis is shaped like a Christmas tree. I think we got something that can help you. Oh, yeah, what's that? I think you need to listen to the new episode of Twitch hey! Shadows Podcast. <laughs> it will kill your Christmas tree penis, sir. Oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, click. Bring, bring. Oh. Hello. Is this Mr. P- Twin Shadows? Uh, no, sorry, you had the wrong number. Oh, I was hoping this was Twin Shadows because I was a lady with big lips and I want to kiss their people. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> no, this is actually Twin Shadows Podcast. We're just playing a little prank on you. How's it going? Uh, what's your name exactly? Oh, my name is, uh... Mr. <laughs> Mr. Oh, sorry. Uh, I think you have the wrong number again. Uh, I don't know what happened. I meant to say Mrs. <laughs> oh, back to Mrs. Okay, yeah, no. You have the right number. Okay. Uh, my name is Mrs. Clobberbot. Mrs. Clobberbot? Clobberbot. Oh, Clobberbot? Yes, you could clobber my butt. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Oh, that that's that's our comedy. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Man, yeah. Deadhead's gonna be so good. Oh my god, it's gonna be fantastic. Fan fucking test. Oh. All right, buddy. Well, I think uh, the weed is starting to kill me, <laughs> and it's really hard to just uh, stand up or yeah. sit up. So I think uh, we've about reached our end here. What time is it? I don't know. On the podcast. Like... Oh fuck. <laughs> Oh my god, it's only been 36 minutes. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! How is that possible? We were doing this for at least an hour, right? This dude, it's been two hours. I'm oh pretty sure god. we've fucking changed the calendar by now. I mean, didn't we just read the script for all of uh, Rushmore there? Yeah, Jesus Christ. That must have been a really long, concise interview. Wow, that was, uh, that was something. Alright, so I mean, we could round this off with something real fast. What's a movie that you like? A movie that I like? Yeah, what's a movie you like? Uh, Let's go with The Game. All right, The Game has Michael Douglas in it. Yeah. Would you kill Michael Douglas and then play The Game? Do I get a... What's her name? Deborah Unger? No, not Deborah Unger. I don't know. The, the girl? Yeah. Yes. Okay, you win. All right, let's play a game. What's your <laughs> least favorite movie? Uh... Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Would you rather be Ryan Johnson or Mark Hamill in that movie? Mark Hamill, I guess. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy behind the camera? No. Hell, I did not want to be Ryan Johnson. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why, Ryan? <laughs> All right, you get you did the game. All right, you I survived. win. Yay! I survived the game, not Ryan Johnson. <laughs> He certainly died by his game. 
Yeah, he's the only person that failed. <laughs> oh, there was one thing that we could talk about that we didn't talk about. We both have watched The Boys. Oh, yeah, The Boys. Amazon Prime show about a group of superheroes that are assholes mm-hmm. and the boys that are going to stop them. And they, well, why don't you give us a synopsis there, good buddy? That was the synopsis. Oh, my God. Okay, well, he showed me. Yeah, the, the boys are essentially the villains. And I guess we won't spoil it for anyone. Uh, just so everyone knows, there will be spoilers for this episode of uh. The Boys. So, I mean, I got, I'm sick. I took off time from work, and I watched the entire season of The Boys uh, during my two days of sickness. Um, so I binge-watched it. So, I mean, I think that's a sign that I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I thought it was pretty entertaining, kept me engaged throughout. A little weird. Yes. A little edgy. Certainly edgy. Very dark. Um, not even with the graphic, the gratuitous nature of it, but like within respect to its social nature, you know, yes. like having the corporatism of consumerism. Women empowerment. In theater. Christianity. Well, with Marvel, uh, Christianity, women empowerment um, and rape. Yeah. And then having the rapists not necessarily completely villainized and, you know, humanizing them. Which yeah, was strange. Letting you pity the deep. Oh, oh shit. Yeah, whoops. Uh, <laughs> spoilers. Spoilers. The dolphin. Um, but also with Homelander. Yes. Oh, very big, very much big time. Um, but one thing I will say is for sure is there are some very damn funny moments. Oh yeah. What was your favorite moment? My favorite moment. Oh, dude. I, I'm stuck between. I'm tied between. Uh, the laser baby the baby laser eyes yeah and the dolphin so which one? Oh my god i don't know dude that's right tough i'm gonna go with laser baby 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 laser <laughs> eyes that is just, he's like i'll stomp your fucking head in or something yeah, right i'll fucking stomp you if you become a suit yeah uh yeah that's a great one i would say mine's a little more subtle than that the lobster with the deep. Oh yeah, where he he's trying to save a lobster from the lobster tank at a grocery store. Yeah, he picks out the lobster he's gonna save, and then the butcher cuts its head down the middle. Yeah, it's so depressing. <laughs> oh, really oh, depressing storyline. The dick one is pretty good too. It's pretty funny. Which one's the when dick the guy one? loses his dick? Oh, <laughs> that's a pretty good one too because it was so unexpected. Because yeah. I was like, oh, it's that character. Why is he there? They're at a support meeting. Um. For people that have been injured by super uh, superheroes, and one of the guys sitting there is telling his story, and he's like, "Oh, it's with this chick that can turn all into ice." And at the moment she came, she accidentally froze herself and broke my dick off. <laughs> but it was also the guy from um, HR marketing, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of interesting to see marketing. his character have this little arc, right? It was like, "Oh, that's a yeah. nice little thing." With they brought that character. that character back for yeah. a, for an interesting little tidbit. His dick got ripped off. Yeah, frozen off. It's hilarious. So that is pretty much the boys, a baby shooting lasers from their eyes and ripping people in half, dicks getting ripped off. So now you got an idea of the violence or the gratuitous nature of it. Yes. What did you think overall story-wise? I think the story, there was some pretty weird points um, that I wasn't a huge fan of, I guess I could say. Yeah, there were some areas where it kind of like felt like it dragged on a little yeah. bit. Um, but I, overall, I think the story is pretty great and I was pretty... I was actually kind of surprised at the end, at the end of the season. You really didn't expect that to happen? I didn't expect that to happen quite like that. Because I'm never really sure what Homelander's motives are. Because he's so 
disturbing because he can't see past his face, even yeah. though it's full of expression. Yeah, I know. And you're like, is he going to rip this guy's head off? Is he happy? Does he admire him? Does he... Yeah, because that's what I was wondering at the end. I was like, how does Carl Urban, unless he like kills Carl Urban right now, how is he surviving? Yeah, I don't know. Right? And then he just, I guess his plan, rather than kill him, is just to torture him, right? Yeah. Like, look, I raped your wife that left you alone and thinking she was dead. And now she had a kid and I'm going to be his father because I am. Yeah. Like, doing worse than what he had done pre uh, previously, right? Absolutely. So did any of the characters stand out to you, like, exceptional? Oh, yes. What were Car some of the... Carl Urban is amazing. He just Absolutely has a lot of charisma, Absolutely amazing. Huh? Uh, Frenchie. I thought Frenchie was great. Which one's... Oh, yeah. I like Mother's Milk a lot. Mother's Milk is amazing, too. He has, like, a lot of charisma, right? Even though, like, his wife was only in, like, that one episode, his yeah. wife was awesome, too. <laughs> um, any, any others? I know you like The Deep a lot, right? Yeah, The Deep, Homelander... Elizabeth Bla Shue. Black Noir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like his character. He was the one superhero that was like never explained, right? Yeah, exactly. He doesn't talk and he uh, there's a thing where he just like moves a guy so he can play piano. Yeah. And he's just like, I want to play. Like he, he doesn't ever say a word. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> yeah, I think uh, Black Noir is pretty... I mean, all the characters are pretty cool. Yeah, uh, the there's only, some standout. The only one I, I didn't really care for was Queen Maeve. Oh, I thought you liked her. I do, and I don't, but, it, like, her story, I felt, became, I don't know, a little too, like, oh, like, I've made all the wrong choices, let me make, like, let me help you. Oh, yeah. Well, you know, um, they can't, they gotta redeem her, right, because... Plus, it, it was really to. unclear what her powers are. I thought, I was assuming she was Wonder Woman. Yeah, isn't she? But she's not, because, like, she's like, oh, I broke my arm stopping a bus. Well, she's not, like, in, unbreakable. Dude, right. Wonder Woman's unbreakable, bro. But she's not. Like, they're, like Homelander's not as strong as Superman, right? I think he is, probably. Superman could stop a plane from crashing. I think he could have stopped you that. You think he could have? He just didn't care to? 100%. Yeah? 100%. Yeah. I, I felt like I, he was being honest. No. Because he immediately just takes off and carries her away. Well, yeah, he don't want to die with them. Exactly. He could, why did he, could he fly off the plane? He could have. If he's flying, he can just lift up the plane. But he's not strong enough. He didn't have anything to push off of. He can fly. <laughs> he could just go opposite their direction, right? Yes. That Superman a force. does it. He can do it. He well, just... maybe Superman's physics don't really work in the real world. Tom. He was full of shit, and Queen Maeve knew it the entire time. He wanted that plane to crash. No, because he's she would have went insane. She would have went insane because he's crazy. No, I don't think she believes that. She doesn't believe it, and that's the problem. She buys into the bullshit. Because she willingly wants to blind herself she's to a, Yeah, because she's and that afraid of subconsciously, him. that's why she's an alcoholic. Yeah. Because that's, that's the only way she can compensate and d deal with a reality she keeps hidden from herself. Exactly. That she's the bad guy. Yeah. And she used to be good. Yes. And that's really depressing yeah. and dark. See, I told you, this shit helps you figure things out, man. Yeah. We're figuring it all out, buddy. Um, what do you think were the weaker aspects of the show? Um, I think it kind of dragged on a little bit. Some of uh, Huey's plot line was a little dragged out, and he was a little bit of a Mary Sue. Yeah. And, like, I never believed he was competent, but yet he kept solving everything. Yeah. Right? Like, he was a Mary Sue. Yeah. Um, so I didn't really care for his character as much, but, I mean, I think he did it well, and I think he was able to pull it off still. Uh, he, Him and uh, 
and Starlight. Starlight are the two weakest parts of the show for me. Yeah, and they're like the main characters. Yeah, but everything else surrounding them is just really fucking great. And you know what? It's interesting because they're essentially the straight guy, right? And actually thinking about this show got me thinking about this. Is like, you know, you always have the straight man in stuff like this, right? Yeah. So that the audience can be in their shoes and that's the vessel they're exposed to everything in. Yeah. But I was thinking maybe shows don't really need that anymore. Maybe we've seen so much you don't need it anymore because like this show, I think they could have done without Huey and Starlight because they're both like the straight people for their respective sides. Yeah. And I've seen other shows where it feels like, oh, maybe they could have gone without the straight person and replace them with a more wacky character. Yeah. Well, I feel like they try to give Huey a lot of jokes and the way he responds to things is just that awkward charm. But it just fell flat to me completely. I mean, I thought they were just trying to make him awkward. Yeah, and I thought they were trying to do that to make but him But that would have been cool if he was more like over-the-top kind of crazy, and then you would buy into him actually like wanting to kill people. Yeah, something like that. That would be great. Right? Because even though he killed someone, I don't feel like he's a killer. No, he's not. And he doesn't want to be. And like the other guys, they're like, they're not killers either, but they're okay with it. And yes. I buy that. I can yeah. respect that. Like, okay, they don't want to kill necessarily, but they will for the right price or the right reason. Yeah. Um, so I would definitely say that about it. But overall, I think it's a really good show. I'm happy to see it. Um, it's nice to have some critique on the Marvel series. It's interesting also to see what they're doing personally, like the risks they're taking. And, you know, I guess The Boys is doing well, but it's not like crazy well, like kind of people were hoping it would do. Well, I mean, I like I really like the show and I hope it continues. Well, it's getting, it got greenlit for a second season, yeah. so enough people did like it. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited to see where the story goes from there, and I think that's about wraps up the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. This has been a Twin Shadows Podcast, episode 27. And? Cut.